Welcome aboard the USS Aeronome. To become a member of our crew, please visit perfectorganism.com slash support. As a patron of Perfect Organism, you'll receive exclusive perks and early access to content. Incoming audio transmission received. Please proceed to Subdeck 3 to begin playback. Thank you, and welcome aboard. What are you waiting for? Breakfast in bed? Another glorious day in the Corps. Day in the Marine Corps is like a day on the farm. Every meal is a banquet. Every paycheck a fortune. Every formation a parade. I love the Corps! Where's Basket? Let's rock! Welcome to Perfect Organism, the Alien Saga podcast. This is another entry into our Spotlight on Fandom series. Today I speak with Clara Feifei, otherwise known as Mother 9000 of the Utani podcast and blog. I met Clara mid-2017 during the excitement for Alien Covenant, and our friendship and partnership began. Hey Clara, thank you so much for coming on. I remember first starting to see you in Alien fandom and fan groups. You came into fandom when it was the most polarized I have ever seen it. And uh, I, I, I'm really interested in how you felt like you could navigate that. Did you feel like you could speak uh, as someone who really loved Covenant? And I know you have a, 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 a story about kind of coming back to Covenant, that you didn't like it at first. But that aside, um, did you feel the freedom to kind of talk about it? No, um, because of how people so virulently, virulently hated it. Um, and, and the people who disliked it the most were the loudest. I, it, before being part of Perfect Organism, I would let people argue me into the ground about how much that movie sucked. And I never felt like I had a voice or a, an opinion that was worthy. And it wasn't until you guys brought me onto the team that I felt like I needed to speak up. I needed to be if not louder, at least equally as loud as those people who were so vocally against it. And and by doing that, I'm hoping that there are people out there who do like Covenant who then feel okay to speak up and talk and talk about why they love the movie or why they like the characters or why they, they like the design. Because when you talk badly about something and it people just – <laughs> they don't want to open up anymore. They're too scared. They're, they're scared to be wrong. They're scared to to be able to show how much they love something. And and fandom shouldn't be about making people fear what they love. It, it became really twisted. It was sort of fucked up. <laughs> I had a lot of instances where um, I was vocal about liking Covenant or at least recognizing it as canon and then people would send me death threats or, or, or send me stuff that they said you know they wish my mum would be murdered and my daughter would be raped oh and I'm my like, god you know what what the heck um and thankful thankful to you know good admins who were able to like jump on people like that and, and boot them from the community because obviously they're not a representative of of what the whole community is like but they, they were definitely a vocal part and it was really hard for me 
Like I didn't feel scared. I just felt pissed off that people felt so entitled that they could threaten people online like that. You know, it's disgusting. It's worse. It's the worst aspect of a human, you know, that <laughs> they're representative of all those horrible traits they hate David ate for, you know, <laughs> they're, they're personifying it online. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, um, totally. Uh, yeah. So that sort of stuff really upset me, but it also, I felt that perfect organism uh, and Utani gave me the courage to have that voice to say, you know what, this means so much more to me and whether it means more to you, that's, that's, that's a choice that you make, you know, you see art a certain way, I see art a certain way, or you don't see it as art at all. And that's fine. You can have that opinion, but you're not going to have that opinion on, on my page and, and on my blog and, and tell me that, you know, I'm not worthy of the alien fandom or, or my opinion isn't worth shit. I'm not going to put up with that. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, I hear you. I hear you. I mean, I think really, again, um, to restate, I think the, a goal of perfect organism, and uh, again, due in large part to you, and then to Patrick, or to Utani, you and Utani, is to create a fandom um, where everyone is welcome. And uh, that sounds kind of cheesy, or or PC, or whatever. Um, but I, you know, as where we are in the world, uh, certainly in America, we're in such a polarizing time in in, in history that I want to um, create something where everyone feels welcome. I feel like that's real. That's the revolution. It is unity. And unity means that we can host several opinions and still be friends um, and not be, take not take offense. And I'm kind of retreading some of the stuff I talked about in the toxic fandom. But I really feel like you're a catalyst to that. Um, so that's why I, I'm kind of re, uh, re-engaging it now. Um, but yeah, uh, so getting back to Utani, like what, what, uh, explain that to me. Cause I know you, obviously you're Utani, Wayland Utani, everyone knows, knows the connection. What's, what's your kind of statement of faith? What do you want to do with Utani? Um, I want to be, <laughs> oh, it's really hard. Um, it, there's, there's a, couple of several things I want to be a reliable source of information uh, I also want to make sure that it is a place where I can I've kind of taken it upon myself to collect a whole bunch of thinkers out there other people who have pondered on the franchise and and have their own theories so I wanted to be able to put that as a resource in one place and kind of make it available f- for more people to to look at. So there's, there's stuff from Tumblr, there's stuff, um, from online theses and, and things like that. So, uh, I wanted it to be a place of self-reflection. I guess a lot of the sort of stuff that I was doing, but I didn't feel like there was a place for it before. Uh, yes, there's definitely blogs out there, which are maintained by a singular person. Um, like going into like deep aspects of the franchise, like alien explorations, for example, and stuff like that, but it's it's all the the one one person in the one blog. But whereas Utani is kind of like a community of people, in in a creative way, contributing to the, the fandom and the franchise, um, in, in in all sorts of ways, where it's blog analysis or creating art or um, uh, 
doing comics or, or fan fiction or whatever. It's kind of like a culmination of all of those sorts of things. And did you, I know that you've talked about what you wanted to explore AI and some robotics. Like, can you talk a little bit about that? Like, I don't know. I remember you telling me at a couple different points that you wanted not just to be about alien, but you wanted to explore other realms of science fiction. Yeah. So I always had an interest in how science is, uh, like science fiction is depicted um, in media and, and what it actually means versus real life science. So we've got, you know, the, uh, I guess the realization of, of the David eight character or, you know, Dolores from Westworld, you know, what, what sort of steps has the human race come to in getting closer to that sort of reality? And what sort of things do we have to think about as creators uh, and our creations, you know, what sort of, world are we going to bring them into? What sort of ethics and um, rules of understanding do we have to have to be able to live in harmony? And, and then that's like a fair way, way away. But, you know, someone's got to start thinking of it. <laughs> so I'm kind of like keeping tabs on a lot of um, uh, scientific studies and breakthroughs in regards to robotics and AI. Um, I, I keep an eye on like all that sort of developments and, and the way AI is used now and how it could play a part in our future for, for mankind and for also, um, I guess, space travel and that sort of thing. Yeah. And, you know, really what's interesting I've noticed over the past probably five years is this boom of AI in terms of you have Sophia and now, now you have sex dolls that are that that have AI programming so that they can learn about who they're with and they can react and they can respond. Um, you have the, the revolution of, of drones and the way that they fly and the kind of information that they can, they can um, recover or record. Um, and it's all of a sudden just going crazy. Um, and, and we're, you know, we're living with, uh, in some ways, autonomous cars where you can buy a Tesla and it can drive itself to you. Um, you can buy, you can go out and buy this car if you can afford it. Um, you can go out and buy a Tesla, and part of the operating system, if you're, if it's parked down the street, it will know where you are. It will, and it will drive itself to you. That is a car that is on the market, and there are other cars where that will also drive on the highway and you can kind of take your hands off the wheel. I mean, this is where we're at. It's, it's a very interesting time. It's like we're exploring so much technology yet socially we're in a dystopia. We're kind of in a dystopia. Um, it's, it's very fascinating. I mean, I, I, I love that you guys are, are exploring that because it's, it's, it's endless. Yeah. It's, it's just really, I guess, exciting. Like soon I'll be hopefully interviewing someone from Tau Zero, which is a, a space and exploration um, association where they try to kind of keep tabs of um, scientific developments in space travel. And I'm going to be talking to them about the depictions of FTL travel in science fiction and what we've uh, done so far for the human race to enable that. So, you know, I, I want to kind of have uh, the analysis of sci-fi, but also kind of see how, how close we're, we're getting to that sort of reality, which is very exciting for me. I, I really like that sort of stuff. Yeah, I, I would agree. I mean, I, as, a, as a lover of science fiction, I, I think it's, again, it's endlessly fascinating. And uh, to hear, I could just listen to that type of thing 
for a long time. So you kind of talked about a little bit about what you guys are. I mean, that's sort of something that you're working on next. We're, um, this is, I don't know if this is a stereotypical question, but I'm curious though, really like, where do you want to be as, as a blog slash podcast? What do you, do you have a, not an end goal, but something maybe you're working towards? Um, <laughs> this is the part where I say I'm winging it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so are we. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I've, I've had people approach me to partner with, to become a production company, which I'm, I'm still kind of milling on. Um, so, so they want me because I've got capabilities of, cause I just know people and I know things and, and they want me to be able to em- employ that as a, as a, a, a production director or something like that. And I, I don't know, I'm not formally trained or anything. <laughs> I don't want to get the job and be completely in it. <laughs> um, yeah. But, you know, I would like to be able to, to kind of uh, be the place where um, we can kind of highlight talented people in the fandom contributing in a positive way. Maybe, maybe a TV channel, that'd be great. Or at least a regular YouTube spot. And, um, yeah, just uh, – there used to be a TV show in Australia called Beyond 2000 and they used to look at, like, the latest technologies and, and how they could improve the future. And, and they then they do this thing where they kind of, like, imagine, okay, so, so this sort of, like, scientific theory that they've, dis- like, discovered, how could that be applied to living in space or, you know, uh, agricultural revolution – revolutionary changes to, to feed people, that sort of thing. And, uh, and I'd like to be able to do that. I always found that sort of show interesting. So Micro changes in air density. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. That's just what I thought about. Um, yeah. yeah, I, I mean, I, that's awesome. I mean, I, I, you know, I don't necessarily reflect that, but even with Perfect Organism, we want to offer more and offer more content and just kind of explore there's so much there's so much to explore whether that's for you guys as a as a production company or just in fandom um which kind of brings me back to as we kind of end this discussion i'm curious um what's your favorite moment in an alien film and why oh i've got two okay oh maybe three (laughs) um uh, i i've said this before i think on one of the perfect organism videos that you did but i really love the orary um, David walking in there and and kind of like holding onto that globe. You've got this sort of uh, it's, it's it's kind of like a VR interaction. That this sort of stuff is realised now. You could do do this physically now, um, and I think it's really cool that they they kind of put that in uh, Prometheus. You kind of also see how big the universe is. Um, if, and if you've looked at the Utani um, Instagram recently, I put the scale of the universe in there. And, and, you know, we are a microscopic piece of dust in, in the scheme of things. And I think it's very um, humbling. And I think David walking into this Areri holding the earth kind of, you see this sense of wonder. And I kind of feel like that's the sort of way AI would be when, when they're first born and we're going to kind of have to, I don't know, shepherd that in the best way possible so we don't end up with um, Planet Four or something like that. <laughs> Um, the next, uh, favorite scene I have is of, um, I guess, uh, Ripley and she's actually 
just, you know, just defeated the alien and she's getting ready for hypersleep and she's about to go to sleep and there's the sign off. So, you know, she's talking about all the crew that have died and she wants to um, hopefully, you know, she has this idea of, you know, my end is going to be when someone eventually picks me up. They're going to find my lifeboat and I'll be okay. But we, we, we both know that that doesn't happen. And I like the fact that that scene has come straight from the script word for word from Dan O'Bannon's story right through to Alien. That's something that that really, really worked. And I liked the way that it was framed. I liked the way Ridley Scott filmed it. It's perfect. And, and anyone hearing that part, and even they even utilised that script in um, Alien Isolation, it's just so hauntingly beautiful. Yes, it is. And when she says yeah. those names too, there's something about the her her tone and her inflections, like Lambert, Ash, like I, I feel each of those characters, like, mm. like, it just feels like home. Um, I, I, that, I feel like I'm in that ship with her. It's really, really, really fascinating. Mm. Well, that, that's awesome. So, well, oh, thank and, I'm sorry, one more. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> it has to be the three, I think. Um, and and the, the last one would have to be um, uh, David's lab in um, Alien Covenant. So, Aram is trying to find out what has gone on, um, is threatened to fuck up David's perfect composure. And in, they're walking through the lab and, and David's kind of explaining what has happened in the past 10 years. And, and Aram can't really, he can't really, you know, uh, get a grasp on exactly what's happened. There's so much to take in. You know, he's looking around, he's looking at the botanical illustrations, he's looking at the insects pierced onto um paper and, and studied he's he's then like panning his eye over the I guess um the workshop bench where David has put all of these abominations out in display and it kind of reminds me of the um the the clone scene in resurrection so you've got all of these monsters that David's created and he's kind of like lovingly touching them as if they're they're his uh children <laughs> as we find out later they are his children yeah. and he's explaining you know the pathogen enters the host and then you know it attacks it and it keeps them reproducing and changing until there's nothing left and it kind of reminds me of this, the cycle of the xenomorph and it's it's an amazing scene because of everything that alien comes from is in that room and there's like homages to Dan O'Bannon's original script there because you've got um, H.R. Geiger's original designs. You've got the um, the open urn that was supposed to be the original concept for the eggs instead of um, it being a, a biological um, artifacts like the egg, the overmorph. You have um, the urn, which was originally supposed to be spores. So you've got all of these sorts of things that if, you, if you're a really big fan of Alien, you can see all of these things in, in that room and it just gives you this overall appreciation of how much they've kind of like, you know, everyone on the creature team, everyone who had their hand in the movie kind of weaves that magic into that room. And it's so brief and I, I wish they spent so much more time there and there was so much more, I don't know, reflection on everything that was there instead of quickly cutting to the egg room and the stairs. But yeah, I would have to say that that's one of my favorites as well. 
I would agree. It's uh, an incredible set piece uh, that didn't breathe quite long enough. It would, have great, it would have been great to have like an establishing slow pan just to take in the beauty. So much artistry, um, so much love and craft went into that, uh, uh, the set and everything, really. Um, yeah, you have to kind of watch it over and over to kind of investigate it a little bit more. That'd be great if they recreated it. Didn't they recreate it somewhere? Was it for Comic-Con last year or... Yeah, no, it wasn't it for was... Comic Con because the movie had been out by then. It, it was for one of the Comic Cons. They okay. They, they recreated the set. Okay. Um, yeah, because they they've filmed some stuff since then that what that wasn't like on on the set on the movie. Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, just I, I wish there was some sort of like VR experience where you could just don the glasses and just walk through that room and have a look. Oh my gosh, that'd be crazy. I mean, the, the great thing is, this is a great segue into, if I, I'm sure a lot of people know, some, a lot of people know, some people don't, might not know that Dane Hallett and Matt Hatton, who were artists on Alien and Covenant, have put together a book that's being released through Titan um, Media or Titan Publishing. Uh, what's the title of the book again? David's Drawings. David's and, Drawings. And there's got to be two... Uh, results that come up for that and one of them is a kid's book and the other one now will be <laughs> alien covenant art so that'll be interesting yeah and it's it's really going to be our way to flip through all of those drawings that were in david's lab or most of them um and it's it's pretty amazing it's coming out in the states i think september 6th something like that i can't exact remember the exact maybe september 2nd um mm. but it it's it's been a highlight in in, in fandom because both Clara and I have met with and had lunch with Matt and Dane. I was in at, in San Diego and you were in Melbourne. We're, right? No, Sydney, right? Oh, Sydney. Yeah. 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 So that's it's pretty exciting. Yeah, it's just amazing. I just, yeah, I, I can't wait for the world to see it. It's just so beautiful. Yeah. Um, well, tell us and the listeners how we can hear your podcast and see your blog. Where do they go? You can just head to um, the Patreon. So it's just www.patreon.com slash podcast, or you can go directly to the blog, utani.blog, uh, and you can see all of the stuff there. Awesome. And, yes, uh, Clara, Clara is a contributor to Perfect Organism, a contributing host. Uh, she's If she's not... Uh, on the show sometimes she's posting through our page so we're always talking and we're always in groups and we're in Building Better World Clara is also a moderator or an admin of Building Better World but you're also in what's that other group that I've seen you active in lately um Hadley's Hope no it's not Hadley's Hope Alien Explorer no what's the name of the group oh my gosh I just saw Alien you. Anthology no, oh, I know. I'm in a lot <laughs> me of too. I just saw you change the galaxy. No, <laughs> you just changed a banner in uh, some other group just recently. Oh uh, right, sorry. I co-admin another page now called Aliens Gateway Station, which that's is for right. the comics. That's right. Funnily enough, because I don't know much about the comics, <laughs> but but I was just made admin just to change the banner, you know, oh, and oh, and I, I kind see. of stalk the hell out of um <laughs> out of Dark Horse comics, so I I tend to get the goss quite early so yeah got it, so got that's it. A, that's a fun page um you guys should 
come and check it out. <laughs> yeah, there's tons of pages. It's a really great community that we've built and that we are a part of and other people have built. Um, so thank you, Clara, so much for coming on, for taking the time. I thought it was really thank important. You, that you, absolutely. Thank you so much for your support. Absolutely. You're just you're just the absolute best. You're like my fairy godmother. I love you. You're great. <laughs> thank you. But thank you. Tiny would not be what it is without your support and help oh, as well. So awesome. thank you so much. You're welcome. To find out more about our podcast, go to www.perfectorganism.com. Perfect Organism is also available for listening or download through iTunes, Google Play. Spotify, TuneIn, and Podbean.